Hey guys, before the podcast episode starts today, we have a very quick announcement to make. Oh, it's so appropriate. It's happening on Valentine's Day. Oh, that we're making this announcement on Valentine's Day? Yes, it's like a little love gift to our fans. Our fans? I will say I love the fact that we are able to announce the next Out on the Lanai (gasps) live show here in Los Angeles. It is happening on Thursday. March 16th at 7 p.m. Can I announce a special guest? Of course you can. Oh, my God, guys. We have a very, very special guest, a past guest on this podcast, someone that I think we need to have a drum roll, please. Carrie, please, drum roll. Alaska Thunderfuck! Yay! Oh, my God. It's going to be the best show. You guys, you need to go to the website. You'll you'll be able to get tickets. We'll, We'll be promoting them with this episode and with all the links and everything. So go to our Facebook page and Twitter and everything. It's going to be the Nerd Melt Showroom here in Los Angeles, March 16th, 7 p.m. It's going to sell out. But most importantly, Alaska's amazing. The episode we're watching is 72 Hours, the AIDS episode, which mm-hmm. is a great episode. Yep, you're going to have to bring your, your R mug oh, to I the show. Oh, I will definitely bring the R mug. But most importantly, guys, we are very happy that this episode will benefit the LGBT Center's uh, services for Triangle Square, which is a senior, ce- senior center, senior home here in Los Angeles for LGBT people and so we're really excited to be doing something for them and we're working with them and someone from there will be there and it's just going to be a great great show and we really hope you guys can make it going to be great and i believe tickets are ten dollars ten dollars but you can always give more if you want because it is a fundraiser so we want to raise as much money as possible for the lgbt center so tickets are ten dollars all proceeds will be going to um the triangle center Mm -hmm. and we'll also have some really fun special prizes that we will be raffling off some of which we already have and know about and i'm really really excited for it's gonna them. be a great great show so if you live in la you have to go you, you would be a complete fool if you didn't and if you uh don't live in la but you know people who live in la spread the word on facebook and twitter and and everything because we really want to get as many people there as possible to see alaska thunderfuck because she's amazing but also to benefit the lgbt center yeah it's gonna be great and of course for those who are unable to make it because you're not in the los angeles area we will be recording the show and releasing a special you know live episode and you will be there with us in spirit yeah definitely all right should we get into the episode now on with the show i have to say what i feel miami has so much appeal a great place to get a seafood meal Picture it, Los Angeles, 2017. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode, now on Hulu, of the Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. And we just watched season five, episode eight, That Old Feeling, which aired on November 18th, that old feeling. 1989, <laughs> and is the episode where Blanche thinks she's in love with her dead husband's brother. Her brother-in-law. Her brother-in-law. Yes. Um, first of all... Let's talk Hulu real quick. This was the first episode we watched on Hulu. The, the the I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just a derelict and I don't know how to change it. But the a, uh, no, the aspect ratio is fucked w- up. Is a little sixteen bit. by nine. Now, if you know old older television shows are or the square. standard four by three because yeah. that was the size of television shows. Yes. Nowadays, television shows are made in sixteen by nine. That aspect ratio. A lot of movies are made that way or anamorphic, whatever. However, <laughs> a lot of words you just sorry. said. <laughs> just dropping my list. Uh, yeah. You know, four years of film school 
but in this case, it's 16 by 9. It's not cropped. It's actually smushed. That's the, I mean, the technical it's term. Like, I like TV Land does it in its traditional format because TV Land understands um, how to show television. Uh, but logo does not. Logo stretches it out, yeah. and so that it varies by. And so I think Hallmark, no Hallmark, I think does the regular one as well. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there's a ten percent chance that you just don't know how to change the aspect ratio on your television. There might be, but I'm gonna say I'm there's willing like to a, admit it. So if you guys are watching it on Hulu, well, let it's us not know my what TV the picture though, because is. there's other things like when we watch the DVD, it shows it regularly. So like it's not right. my TV; it's something within Hulu that possibly right. I can change, but I don't know. Okay, all right. If well, you guys are experiencing this, reach yeah. out to us and let us know because we really want to know if maybe I'm just a fucking fool. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing, because it all it makes all the women look shorter. <laughs> it's and, yeah, and it makes them all look, they're stretched out too, wider yeah. and shorter. Nobody um, wants to be wider and shorter. I also thought that the, I can't tell, I, I may just be like projecting my own um, expectations. I also felt like the, there were, the colors were brighter. They were, they felt mm. more saturated. I don't know. So I don't know if they did like a little color correct pass over all I, the episodes. You know, I'm going to be, I'm just going to be grateful for the Golden Girls finally on streaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a, a wonderful, wonderful thing that it we thank Hulu for. It did take you long enough. And um, we're happy that they're finally here. All right. Yeah. Should cool. we go into the episode? Yeah. Um, kind of a snooze. It was, yeah. Bit of a snooze episode. It was okay. It was one of the phoned in episodes of the season. Unless, who wrote, I don't know who wrote this episode, but uh, if, if you've been a past guest on the show, loved it. But we got a letter from Susan Harris. I that was my favorite episode. I believe you have something to say about my. This was nobody's favorite episode. Um, I mean, it's fine. It, here, here's it's what not I, not enjoyable. It's not not enjoyable. It's we learned something. I I feel like what I got out of this episode is I always love it when we learn about one of Blanche's vulnerabilities because yeah. she's someone who is so headstrong and confident that anytime she has a vulnerability like being afraid of going through menopause mm-hmm. I I like seeing a vulnerable side of Blanche I agree. and this vulnerability we don't really get to until you know the end of the episode but it's you know it's basically like it, it starts off in a way where we're like, oh, Blanche is just like in love with another man because Blanche is, you know, wants dick and she's man crazy. And then at the end. I don't like you using the word dick with Blanche. Okay. Like Cock? she wants men. She wants men. She, okay. She wants men. Men, which implies that there is a penis involved or right. at least, you know, no, it doesn't because gender is not defined by our genitals, but uh, it implies that she's after a certain. Sure. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Bland want bland bland want Blanche man. wants intimacy. <laughs> Blanche wants a man, uh, and then we learn that it's actually she's just she's she misses her husband. She's, which is so she's sweet in love with the idea and the memory of her dead husband, which, which makes goes perfect to show sense. He really truly was the love of her life. The love kind of, of perfect life. for a Valentine's Day episode. <gasps> You're right. I didn't make yeah. that connection. Yesterday was me and Stan's two year anniversary. Oh fuck you both. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't celebrate Fuck. or get each other anything. No, you just celebrated happiness. That's yeah, all. Yeah, we just slow We've danced to... in the kitchen with oh, the dog. No big look at deal. Us. We're like a Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks movie. Oh. Okay, we are not because there was never a point in our lives where we didn't like each other or he had to like come to the top of the Empire State Building there to was. find me. And I think we can remember it because I was there for the beginning of it where you were unsure if you should go on a date with Mr. So-and-so because you didn't want to conflict working with someone and dating him. But I was like, do it, do it, do date Stan, Carrie, go on the date with Stan. And you did it. 
And now look at you. Two years later, boom! Conflict led to happiness. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. I guess we I hope should. Stan just listened to that. I hope so, too. He knew it. I mean, he knew it. Yeah, yeah, he knew. I, think I, said I mean, he writes you thank you notes every day for our relationship. I just don't let yeah. him put them in the mail because we don't have a lot of money for stamps. Oh my god! What if? What if? What if when he passes, I get hundreds of thank you notes? Oh, let's not talk about him dying. Maybe it's Valentine's Day, baby. <laughs> I I was loving you so much for a second. Now we're just we've gone back to status quo. I love it. Um so Blanche has got some wonderful news. Her mother-in-law has died. She hated Mother Devereaux. Hallelujah. Yeah. She's so excited. She never liked her because she always used to introduce Blanche as George's first wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> such a dick. Such She's such a, a dick. dick. I can say dick in that context, right? Yeah, she is a dick. Yeah, I'm using yeah. that as an adjective, not, yeah. a, not a noun. Yeah. Um, but George's <laughs> brother, Jamie, is flying to Miami to help settle yeah. part of the estate that's like going to Blanche. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. matter because we never learn anything more about it. Yeah. Um, well, he does say something when he gets there when he's like on her deathbed. She, she was like, she was, ta- she was talking about you, Blanche. She said, let her have it. Let her have it. And, and then she goes, I had no idea that she, she liked me that much. And then he's like, she was talking about her disease. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a really great, great joke. Um, <clears throat> there were a couple of fun things I noticed about this scene. One is um, we always talk about how like Sophia sort of treated as like the dog of the family who yeah. like rides in the backseat with the window down. Um, she serves all of the women dinner. Which it looks like they're all eating like lasagna and then they have either like Coke or tea in these little cups on the table. It's just like it was not appetizing and I no. love lasagna. But then Sophia goes up to the kitchen island and eats it straight out of the pot, which could just be like a chef thing. But I'm like, I just and I, and I understand for the sake of like the camera and they can't break a fourth wall. I just feel so bad when Sophia gets stuck eating up at the island. Yeah. She's eating out of the pot. Like they don't even have a fifth plate. But I guarantee you she kind of likes it. She might. I mean, I can see, like, I know when, like, my dad would cook, like, a Thanksgiving meal or something, he would never sit down and eat with all of us because he would be, like, picking all day. Yeah, of course. Um, Okay, you guys need to go. I just, I did this because I thought it was really cute. You guys, since this is going up today, you need to go to my Instagram and or Snapchat stories and uh, see this picture I just took of Carrie and Frazier sitting together peacefully. We're are we're getting better with You're our relationship. You're on good terms. We're on good terms. Yeah. I I pet him today. He came yeah. up. I wasn't aware that he was trying to get my attention, but he was kind of pushing his body against me. And you yeah. said he wants you that's, to pet him. That's what he does. He and puts his back him. to you, yeah. and he wants you to just aggressively, without fear, pet him. I, and that's what I did. But yeah. I only pet his head. I'm not going like, to go for skittish, the stomach. He's going to make you love him. Yeah. And he's going to make you feel it. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're doing good. We're getting yeah. there, buddy. Yeah. Um, you commented on De- uh, Dorothy's sort of like African inspired. I know. What was that? It was like an episode of Arsenio Hall. It's like she went from doing a spot on Arsenio to the episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the next episode we're watching is when she does stand up. So. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, my God. We should have a, someone really big on. We should get it. We'll get it. We'll get a comedian to critique her. We'll, what we'll the try fuck that. am I? <laughs> 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 oh god i literally did a set the other day on how this is sort of off topic but on topic i was doing a set and i i, I was so sick of my material and i was so sick of like everything it was at ucb that i literally just started like ranting about how much i sometimes don't enjoy gay people online <laughs> 
That's, I mean, but that's what stand up is. Like, yeah. you're, it's meant to be, if you have something, ther- like, it's supposed to be therapeutic. If there's something you got to talk about, you got to talk I about it. I implied many things. It was very inappropriate. I'm glad it wasn't recorded. Great. Yeah. Uh, so Jamie comes to visit and, um, there's a great, uh, Blanche is nervous and the women are telling her to like, you know, take deep breaths. And she's like, I always take a deep breath before I greet a man. It thrusts my breasts forward. She said this before. There's another episode where I think she's implied this. Yeah. Or just said it. I know when she's doing the scene with Patrick Vaughn and she's got the fake boobs, she's obviously sticking her chest out. Yeah. Um, so Jamie... Uh, Jamie comes by. He's played by uh, George Grizzard. So his name is actually George. And this same actor played George Devereaux yep. in the episode where Blanche has a dream so that he alike. faked his death. They look so alike, which makes sense. I mean, the continuity on that is actually pretty on because, like, if 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 she thinks he looks how much alike like George, mm-hmm. of course she then and maybe you know that she's gonna imagine the one who is alive. You know, I like to th- like. I guarantee you that the n- knowing how much they repurpose actors, yeah, that was it was just like, oh, let's just get the guy that played the brother. But I like your sort of like, let's dive deep down and look I at like the real because you know it was I mean? a dream, so it was a subconscious I know. thing, yeah. Which is like that's that's so. Deep. What if like that's what not if something a sitcom would do? Fan fiction. What <laughs> if what if deep down she actually wanted to be with Jamie originally? Well, she and says that's that, how she dreams of George. Mm, no, I, George is still her true love. I think that she knows Jamie had a crush on her when they were in high school together. But like mm-hmm. George was always the one for her. Um, can we talk about the weird blonde patch of hair that Jamie has on the top of his head? It's a birthmark. N- yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, he has gray hair. His hair went gray yeah. and the birthmark area didn't. How birth, is that a birthmark? Because a birthmark isn't it isn't it isn't gray hair necessarily that comes out of it. It's like a it's like a bleach streaked. It's like your skin it's a color. Patch. The, it's not a. It's like a, a full on patch. It almost looks as if I honestly thought it sure was your book, TV at first. I'm pretty sure it's a birthmark because I almost just said bookmark. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a birth, birthmark because like. If you look at birth, like especially people with dark hair, because the birthmark is brown and the pigmentation of the skin is different, then as the hair grows out, it affects the pigmentation of the hair, making it like a bleach blonde. It like does the reverse of what the skin is. But this was like a sandy blonde. It looked like... He may have colored at some point, but that doesn't really color, I guess. Who it's knows? It's weird. It looks like his... He started going gray, but then like his hair kept... It just shifted one day. It's not like a new gray hair came out. It was like his hair was growing and it was like blonde, mm-hmm. blonde, blonde, gray, 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 gray. And then the, he just didn't cut the blonde off. Like when you dye your hair, my hair and it grows out. Again, I can't. I like though. your hair when it's blonde. Why? I'm because of, I'm shooting things and they won't let me. Oh, I know. It's oh, it's so hard being an actor. Not getting paid. I know. <laughs> um, not yet, at least. So, uh, so our B story. It's not super exciting. I mean, I love any time. Uh, Dorothy and Sophia kind of do the role reversal of yeah. mother and daughter, which is yeah. just basically what this story is. But Sophia's been stealing yeah. the women's cars yeah. and sneaking out, which is so much fun. It's such a Sophia thing. I love the moment too, where because you know Rose sees her cars missing, the phone book's missing, and Sophia comes home with it, and and Dorothy's like, "I know that you took the car. The phone book is still warm from you sitting on it trying to see over the seat." Um. It's yeah, it's really funny. I I wonder how 
she gets their keys without them knowing. Because the women are like going in and out of the house. My keys know. are always in my purse. I'm like, but how you would and you I get are my different. Keys? You and I are very sort of like anal about those things. Whereas I have friends who I'm my best friend Brian. God bless him. He is a mess. He can't. He doesn't know where anything is ever. Yeah. Like it's just everywhere. So I have a feeling that if the girls are like that, like Brian, where you can never find his keys, well then. Probably. Like, do you think that they leave their keys like in a little ceramic bowl by they, the door? Or well, something? no, no. I think they probably leave them where they, you know, haphazardly where they need to be left, like just anywhere. And Sophia probably got a hold of one of them and was like, "Party time!" Yeah, you know. Um. So the women are uh, so. Blanche has gone out for the day with George and Dorothy, Rose, and Sophia are lounging out on the lanai. Dorothy is sitting Plug. Dorothy's sitting at a table grading papers. She yeah. looks like a grown-up at a kid's table. She does. She, she does. looks like when she went to visit Harry during yeah. her chronic fatigue yes. syndrome and was literally sitting at a children's table in the What is she doing? Again? She's grading papers. It's a it's like they're it's like a two beat runner. It's like the tiniest runner of all time where she's she's grading a paper and then later she finishes grading all the papers. That's so strange. Dorothy's arc in this episode. Oh man, it's a deep one. Teachers, how long does it take to grade papers? <laughs> I mean, I, if they're multiple choice, she's it should only be. been doing it. No, it's like because she reads their essays. Like she oh, reads some essays. kid was okay. like doing a book report on like, the grapes of wrath or something. Kids had to do that. So <laughs> uh, Blanche comes home and she says that. Jamie reminds her so much of George and she thinks she's falling in love. Which, I mean, isn't uncommon. I have a really good friend who, uh, how did it work? Her father passed away. No, they divorced. Her father divorced. Her parents divorced. And her, okay, how did it work? Her father divorced her mom and then her mother's sister passed away. And her mother's sister then became in a relationship with her sister's widowed husband, and then they married. Wait, you said the sister passed away, but then the sister yeah, married. Yeah, so, okay, so there's two sisters, right? Got it. The there's other sisters. sister married. And, and my friend is the daughter of one of the sisters. And then uh, her parents, one of the sisters and her husband, divorce, mm-hmm. okay? And then the other sister, who yeah. was married to another man, dies. Yeah. And then the widow, the husband of the woman who died, right. starts a relationship with the sister, his Mm sister-in-law, and then they get married. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that was their relationship. I remember his kids being like, this is fucked up, but awesome. I can top that. Oh, really? Oh, I so badly wanted to sing top that from Teen Witch right now, but I'm not going to. Every gay man listening thought something different when you said top that. (laughs) Okay. Um, My grandmother, who is no longer with us, but was- Incest. What? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm expecting incest. No, Sorry. I'm. Ta- I'm not talking about my grandmother who passed away, who I loved very much. Reminded me a lot of Sophia. Um, my grandmother married a man, and they had, I think, three kids. Three mm. kids, mm. Uh, and then he passed away. Mm. She married his brother. Okay. And they had six kids. That's amazing. So my mom, and my mom's one of those kids. My mom's a twin. So my mom, some of my mom's siblings are her full siblings, and some of her other siblings are like half-sibling, half-cousin almost. Yeah. Anyway. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything Also, like, my grandma had nine kids over 20 years. That's really impressive. Nine kids. Nine kids. My grandparents have a weird relationship story in that my gran- on my mother's side, my mom's adopted parents, um, my grandfather was at my grandmother's birth. Yeah. 
So his wife's birth. He was at his wife's birth. So the story goes, and my mother who's listening will be like, yep, 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 yep. That happened. Um, She'll correct anything that you get wrong, though. She will, but she won't. She won't publicly. She won't. Well, whatever. Uh, Anyway, so what happened was my grandfather was dating this woman whose sister was married and had a baby, Mm -hmm. and he went to the birth with with his girlfriend, the sister of this woman, and yay, baby, yay, and then they separated. Yeah, and he then moved to California. This is he was in St. Joseph, Missouri. near Raytown, Missouri, where Mama's family takes place. And he moved to California, and he started dating, wait for it, Jane Wyman, before she became famous actress married to Ronald Reagan. Whoa. Oh, that this that we've talked about, I think, yeah. on the podcast and, before. And then that ended. And then he moved back to St. Joseph, Missouri. Like, 20 years later, he moved back to St. Joseph. I keep wanting like you to say St. Olaf, but eight, go ahead. Eight, like, 18, 19 years later, he moved back, and he met this young woman. Now, he had been he had been married, and he had a kid before, and then they divorced, or she died, I forget. And, and so he was a widow or divorced, who knows. And he meets what would become my grandmother, 20 years his junior, and wow. then they married, and then she was played on the women's baseball league and like all these things. And then ten years later, she adopts. Was kids. she on a women's baseball league with Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna, uh-huh. Gina yep. Davis? Yep, in nineteen forty-seven. Yep. Wow. So yeah. we both have like crazy grandparent stories. What have we done? Nothing. <laughs> we just sit around and talk about eighties television. I know. Speaking of Saint Olaf, <laughs> um, I actually tuned into this Rose story because it was about like, Alaska. Are you Murda. listening? Murda. Was, it was about Murda. I was texting with Alaska, and Alaska was shitting on us because we hate Rose stories, and I we were just like, I know, I know, and I was putting a lot of the blame on you because I think you hate <gasps> them more than I do because I don't really hate them. How dare you? You hate them. You phone I out. Don't, I phone out. Yes, you're phone like it in. I'm. Or no, you don't phone it in. You phone out. You're like, oh, I'm doing something else. Like you, like literally, are like, fuck it. I'm not telling that story. Well, okay. Tell me the rose story that was just in this episode, Mister. I, I was paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. Oh, then. oh, you don't. Oh, you don't know what but it I was. I don't mind them vis- as viscerally as you do. Rose's story was about how Inga dated her late husband's brother while she was on trial for dismembering him. <laughs> and then she says, attorney's fees cost her an arm and a leg. It was a really great joke about homicide. <laughs> uh, you know me. I love true crime. I Next was immediately invested. Talking crime. This other podcast will yes. be about Which this. I notice at the end of that podcast, yeah. you go, stay safe. safe. And I'm like, oh, you're stealing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm toying. I'm toying with things. I'm making people think things what i'm doing <laughs> you're giving a call to action you guys if you okay. like to, we, slender, we, we did slender man so um oh and inga got was hanged by the way it was a very crazy story that's a dark story i but i feel like inga survives in another story <laughs> maybe oh i mean i well i also feel like there are a lot of ingas in saint olaf yes true um so the women are talking about what you know blanche should do and dorothy actually thinks it's better for Blanche to marry someone she knows because you don't have to go through all of that, like things that you discover about someone and go like, Oh gosh, this is terrible. Um, and then Blanche comes in her negligee robe. They have, it's the first time I think we've ever seen Thanksgiving robe. They have tassels. Yeah. She has tassels. She's wearing a curtain. It looked, it it was great though. Cause also when she appeared in the doorway, her, her clothing was still like catching up to her. So it was like breezy and flowing. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and the, the girls 
are, you know, worried about like, it's, it's the pilot all over again. They're like, oh, Blanche is going to get, what if Blanche gets married? Is she going to move to Charleston? What's going to happen? Except this time Rose wasn't freaking out being like, where are we going to live? Yeah. Well, and also what's sweet is that, you know, before it was like, where are we going to live? Cause she was their roommate. But now it's like, no, we don't care about that. We don't want to lose our friend. You know, five seasons. The you yeah, know the women have lived together. They're friends now. I think that's a little weird because it's like, no, you're happy. You should be happy for your friend, right? Oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah. But Blanche tells him she's like, you can just come to Charleston with us, and I'm like, what no. are you doing? Don't is, oh, don't offer that. That is the strangest thing to ask your friends to do. Yeah. So then, um, <laughs> grown women. Grown, yes, grown women. Come be my roommates with my husband. <laughs> so then. Uh, Against Dorothy's wishes, Sophia's taking the car out out again, and she gets into an accident. I love it. And they have to go pick her up at the police station. She's fine, though. She's totally fine, and this is where she does her thing, where she's like, you can't treat me like this. Like, Sheila Peterson's daughter lets her drive, and she's like, I'm going to my room. And then that's the end of the Sophia story. I know. It was such a lackluster ending. I wanted her to, like... I don't know, like be driving at the end of the episode, all the girls being like, look, girls, I can drive. Like like having Dorothy and her have a resolution being like, you can only drive if I'm in the car with yeah. you. And then they do it. Yes, it would have been nice yeah. if they if they did one of those, you know, like a fun negotiation yes. where she was like, all right, Ma, you want to drive? Completely. Here, here are the, you know, here's how it's going to work. Yeah. I do this. And she's like, you know, every Tuesday, Tuesdays and Thursdays. How about Wednesdays only? Tuesdays and Thursdays are fine. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what I wanted yeah. to see. Deal, can't, deal. Can't do Thursday, Cosby. Yeah, yes, yes, like that. But no, it just, you know, it ends with Dorothy going, well, then I'm not letting her go to prom. Yeah. And then we never find out if Sophia went to prom or not, this fictitious yeah. prom. Oh, no, we do. In the second to last episode of the series, when Rose is Fung Young Choi. That's prom? They went to their senior prom reunion. It was like a reunion type prom. I think prom. it was a reunion. I don't think it was a prom. But it looked like a prom thing because Dorothy wins queen. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm queen. You've upset Bung Young Joy. I want to talk about the mustard tablecloths in the okay. restaurant scene okay. with Jamie and Blanche. They match Blanche's outfit. They do. And they're mustard colored. They are the I love most- a mustard color. They're the, it reminds me of like the loudest tablecloths. They're so it's like if here I, I am. Wear, I mean, I can't wear yellow. I don't look good in yellow, but I uh, I don't look good in anything other than black. But um, yeah, I love a mustard color. Ooh, if I had like is it because you love mustard or do you actually? No, like- I'm just so pale skinned that it makes it makes me look sickly. Yellow does. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yellow is a hard color to pull off. Yeah. Um, you got to be like tan, I think maybe, or yeah. maybe really pale. I don't know. I just yeah. don't look good in it. I'm I'm just like I'm I'm literally going through a rolodex of like red carpet looks at like Grammys and the Oscars and the Emmys, going like who always oh my looks God. good in yellow? Anyone? Any any? Per, I think what was it? Uh, was it Viola Davis? She wore a yellow dress. I think it was. Yeah, it was Viola Davis. Oh, she looked gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. I mean, she's a gorgeous woman. Yeah. Whew. So Blanche, we just had a moment of silence for Viola Davis. Well, not a moment of silence. We had a like we were we were lost in our thoughts about her. One time, I saw this is totally a Viola Davis story that I I I'm okay admitting. I was at the Screen Actors Guild Awards doing a little thingy, and I saw Viola Davis and I interviewed her, and she looked gorgeous, gorgeous woman. She had this beautiful plum sort of lipstick mm. on, and she had this sort of plum dress on as well. Ooh. It was it was a uh, um, what do they call it when there's no straps? Strapless. Strapless. Thank you. And <laughs> strapless. And on her boob, on her like boob, she had her own lipstick, like a kiss mark on her boob. 
I don't understand it. I don't know how it got there. Like, I don't know what... It was, like, right here at the top. Like, you could visibly see it. Are you sure it wasn't a birthmark? No, I'm sure it was her <laughs> lips. Her lipstick on her boob. Um, Talk about how to get away with murder. How to get away with the kiss on the boob. That's what she was doing. That's what I just did. That's interesting. I wonder if she did it... Because sometimes, like, if you've never used a color before, you might put it on, like, a... Like, you might put it on your wrist or something to see what it'll look like. like but on instead, your she was like, tone. put it on my boob. It's closer to my mouth. I don't know. No, I don't Can know. Can you lift your boob and kiss it? No. My, you're trying, though. I can't. I probably could if I, like, because I got a, I, I'm like, I'm very, I got flimsy. Yeah. Oh, it, you, we can, you can wait until we're done recording to try that. I did uh, it. I kind of did it. I gave oh. a little peck. I like, on the little you're, Okay. For, for those wondering what's going on right now, Challen is, I did it. he's got a t-shirt and a hoodie on and he's jamming his fist Well, you just like underneath move, like his, you just move it up all that fat. And he's trying to, and he's okay, kissing so, it. Yeah, oh yeah. That's, start doing it. That's great. Let's start doing it. Congratulations. Okay. You can add that to your resume. I already did. <laughs> uh, Blanche tells Jamie that, um, you know, when George died, she tried to find, she found, com- tried to find comfort in like many, many men. Yeah. Um, but having him there, many, 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 men. many, many men, but having Jamie there is like having George back in her life. And yeah. she tells him that she's in love with him. And then there's this like moment where George kind of takes it in and is like, uh, and it reminds me of just because last night the bachelor was on it reminds me of any time it's like ladies gentlemen if you go on the bachelor or the bachelorette and you say i love you to the bachelor or the bachelorette know that they're not going to say it back because they're not supposed to until it's down to the final person but they always do it and so like a woman was like i'm falling in love with you and he was like oh thank Thanks. <laughs> and then she was all upset. And I'm like, know the rules of the game. That's sort of how I felt in this mm. moment with Blanche and Jamie, where he's like, I have so many amazing feelings for you. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Because he knew, and she deep down knew I'm too. Not, all I'm saying is, it just reminded me of I mean, those I'm moments sure. on The Bachelor. I've never seen an episode of The Bachelor, so I don't know anything about what you're talking about. That's so crazy. But it's, it's, it's honestly, I'll be real. Like, and I'm sure there's many people who are listening to this podcast who love The Bachelor. And I'm sure it's a delight. I mean, because I watch Housewives and shit, so I watch shit TV too. But I look at The Bachelor and I'm like, dumb, dumb straight people. Like, mm. dumb straight people. <laughs> like, it just That's seems fair. like, it seems like such a waste of straight time. <laughs> A straight of ten. No, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, but, but no, but he knew, he, and he did a good thing. I mean, yeah. I think Jamie did a smart thing, saying, "You, you, you're doing this because you miss George, and right. that's understandable because he misses George too." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says, you know, he says, "I couldn't be George then, and I can't be him now." Like yeah. you're in love with the memory of him. She even calls him George, it's and that's so sweet. And that's that moment of vulnerability I was talking about. With like, we realized that, like, George truly was the love of her life. And her thinking that she's in love with Jamie just goes to show how true that is. Every time you, you've said on this episode, love of her life or love, you know, mm-hmm. it, I keep thinking of this Carly Simon song from this amazing Nora Ephron film. Oh, I'm forgetting the name of it now, but it's from the early 90s. It was like her first directing job. And it, it, it it's about the stand-up comic and her raising children or whatever. But Carly Simon did a song for it called Love of My Life. Oh, and yeah. it is the and best yeah, film. I'm gonna look. Head. I'm gonna look up the name of the film because you guys really have to watch it. Uh, so then, so yeah, so they have this moment, and then you know the women are back at home, and 
Blanche has finally stopped crying and she's going to go back out into the world of dating and she is wearing, I hate her outfit. It's the most, it's the thickest shoulder pads I've ever seen on her. She looks like a linebacker. It's like this brown outfit. Oh, I didn't with mind these, it. Like, these beads on it that remind me of like beads that we used to play with in kindergarten. I was not a fan. Yeah. I didn't mind it. And that's the end of the episode. That's it. It was a very, yeah, it was a lackluster ending. It didn't, there wasn't, that's why I felt it was like a snooze episode, even though it was sweet and it was solid writing and it was good and everything. It just, you know, it was, it, it was one of those episodes where you'd be like, you remember last night's Golden Girl episode? Yeah, something about its phone book. I don't, you know. It wasn't the funniest episode. No. It wasn't an episode that centers on like a real serious issue. Yeah. It, but, but like I said, I, I, anytime we see a vulnerability like that in Blanche, I appreciate your game. that. Yeah. What's your golden takeaway? Um, I know mine. Go for it. So mine is um, this film that I was <laughs> looking for the name of. Uh, it's This Is My Life. My golden takeaway is that mm-hmm. if Blanche's love of her life is George, and that's this, you guys should watch the Nora Ephron, her first directorial film called Love of My Life. It stars Julie Kavner, Ooh. voice of, of Marge on The mm-hmm. Simpsons. And uh, Samantha Mathis and Gabby Hoffman and Carrie Fisher as well. I feel like I've seen Dan Aykroyd. I mean, it's a great, great, great film. It's about a stand-up comic who neglects her two daughters in the midst of her newfound fame. And it's about them coming to terms with all of it. And it's such a good movie. I can't recommend it enough. Whatever happened to Samantha Mathis? um, I think she's still acting. I think there's... Is she? I think I saw something with her recently. Uh, She, yeah, she did... Well, she did American Psycho, which was a few years ago, of course. But she's done a... The show? Yeah. And she's... she. did, um, she's been on. She's been on The Good Wife. And oh, like, okay. Yeah, she's done stuff. I'm wondering if I've been seeing under her the in, dome, seeing her in things. Curb your enthusiasm. She was an episode of Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, she's working. I mean, she's not like closing films, but you know, she's working. She was River Phoenix's girlfriend when he died. Hmm. Only thing I know about River Phoenix is he was a great actor, running on empty. Mm-hmm. Amazing performance. Mm-hmm. Amazing yeah. performance. Uh, but he was supposed to be in an interview with a vampire, yep. and then he died. Yeah, and then Christian Slater took over. Yeah, and that's where my love for Brad Pitt. He came. was in the middle of shooting a movie when he passed away. That yeah. only recent, like only a couple years ago, came out, and he died in 1993. Isn't mm-hmm. that crazy? Yeah, well, that's a year. He was 23 years old. He died on Halloween. I know way too much about you River do. Phoenix. It was is at the your, Viper Room. Is and, that on your golden sunset. takeaway? No, that's not my golden takeaway. <laughs> Um, my golden takeaway for this episode is I think I want to, I want to get some pajamas that have tassels and see if that, and see if that adds a more sort of playful, uh, element in my life. Do I wear pajamas? Yeah. I wear like leggings or like PJ pants and like tank tops or t-shirts or whatever. Got Got it. Yeah. Do you wear pajamas? Yeah. I usually, it's, it's uncomfortable for me not to sleep in clothes. Yeah. Like, I like the comfort of... I do, too. Yeah, it just feels good. I have a really, really, really baggy striped shirt that I sleep in a lot, or this tank yeah. top with this cat on it that says, how about no? I wear that <laughs> a lot. Uh, and, and you know, just some shorts. Here's a question for you. Yeah. When, so for example, like, I'm right now wearing, like, you know, workout pants, yeah. and oh, I literally wear sports bras over here all the time. Yeah. When you're home, like, when I am home, this is what I'm wearing. I'm oh, always wearing, I'm wearing comfy clothes. Are you wearing sweatpants right now? I'm wearing you black are. Sweat I thought pants, those were jeans. And I put on a shirt that's probably a day past its prime, and then I wear a, like, a black hoodie, and that's a black head to toe. Yeah. Yeah. I wear... Usually a hat to get the hair out of my face. I exclusively wear a comfortable clothes. Same with Stan when we're home. Yeah, I change. I'm like, I'm, you'll never just see me sitting in my apartment in jeans. I don't like not wearing shoes. 
I like shoes. Oh. I like having shoes on. I don't like being I don't like being without shoes. And when people come over to my house and they're like, should I take off my shoes? And I'm like, fuck no. Like, wow. keep your shoes on. Yeah. yeah. Well, those are some golden takeaways. Those are some golden takeaways. Uh, if you guys are following along with the podcast, like we mentioned earlier, the next episode up is Comedy of Errors when Dorothy does stand-up. That's so great. I'm very it's excited so great. for this episode. I cannot wait. It's actually a really good episode. It's really fun. It's one of those episodes that like isn't ever on anybody's top 10 list, but it's just like such a delight every mm-hmm. time it comes on. It's yeah. so great. It's so great. Oh, uh, Guys, you know, as we said at the beginning, at the top of the episode... March 16th, Thursday, March 16th, 7 p.m., Nerd Melt Showroom here in Los Angeles. If you are in L.A., you need to come to Golden Girls Podcast Live with Alaska Thunderfuck as our very, very special guest. We're watching 72 Hours, a.k.a. the AIDS episode. Mm -hmm. It is going to be so much fun, and it benefits the LGBT Center's Triangle Square, which is uh, their senior center here in Los Angeles. And uh, we'll be you, having a lot of amazing uh, so items many great to raffle things. off. And if you know yeah. anyone in the, if you don't live in LA but know people in LA, please spread the word. Even if you don't, just spread the word because the more people who know about this, the more money raised for the LGBT Center. So please, please, please come to the show. And you guys can follow. As I make, take the recording and throw it on the ground. You guys can follow yes. uh, the podcast at outonthelanai.com. We're on Twitter at Golden Girls Pod. We are on Facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. I'm Carrie Doherty. I'm at Squid Eat Squid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram. Still not using Snapchat. And I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. Go check out that picture I took of Fraser and Carrie on Snapchat and Instagram. It's really cute. Uh, and if you guys want to leave a donation or give a donation to the podcast to help us support everything that we do, we really appreciate it. And we really thank everyone who donates and, and, and signs up for monthly donations on Patreon. You can go to outonthelanai.com slash donate and set up a one-time donation or a monthly donation. And if you guys can't donate to the podcast, Podcast, but you still want to support us, you can go to iTunes and you can leave us as many stars as we can get Please. and leave us a nice review on leave iTunes. Us, or a mean review. You can be mean. That's fine. I love mean ones too. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to help our podcast, but but we'll, oh, that's we'll, true. Get, we'll get honest feedback. Don't leave a mean review. Just email us a mean review. <laughs> or leave a mean review, but leave it with five stars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. And as always, guys, remember to... I would love a mean review with five stars. I fucking hate you. Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie does a terrible Blanche and H. Allen goes on too many tangents. Five stars. I love it. Okay, guys. As always, remember, stay Stay golden. golden.